The following has been a Shirt Off Your Back production. ShirtOffYourBackAZ.com Hello and welcome to the Shirt Off Your Back podcast where we always seize the gaps. This is episode one, how to create sustainable change. Episode one, how to create sustainable change. I want to say here at the outset and do a little housekeeping. Uh, This is sort of a 3.0 of this podcast. It's something that I have tinkered with off and on for the better part of three years. Um, I've connected with some people on Twitter and chatted with them and recorded it and I've been practicing with some uh, OBS and some DAW software and things like that. So have gotten proficient enough with it to have it not take up too much of my time, basically. And hopefully am able to create some sustainable and some regular uh, content for you here. I recently, uh, just this past November, so November of 2020, I finished up my master's degree in psychology Uh, with an emphasis in forensics and recently just completed a course through the National Board of Medical Examiners and got a health and wellness certification, uh, which is basically taking health and wellness from a more behavior-based psychological approach, uh, more of a gardener approach than a mechanic. Uh, A lot of times doctors will tell patients, um, you need to lower your cholesterol and give you a few things to eat, but they don't really have the... um, I don't want to say the capabilities, but they don't really have the bandwidth to sit with a client and work on behavior change with them and say, okay, what does your life look like? How, how are you going to lose your cholesterol and, or lower your cholesterol? And what are you going to change? Um, what are some barriers that you're facing and things like that? So that's sort of where my role uh, would come in. It's based in a, on a, a psychological, uh, specifically a positive psychology and um solution-based approach. So, well, let's dive right into it. Episode one here, how to create sustainable change. I'm going to offer five ways to create sustainable change. And I'm going to, I'm going to say here at the beginning, the best way to create change in your life is to create change in your life. But how do you create sustainable change? So again, here I want to offer five ways that you may not only create some change in your life, but have that change be sustainable. Number one, seize the gaps. Number two, create goals. Number three, develop habits and routines. Number four, give yourself permission. And number five, celebrate progress. Seize the gaps. What do I mean by that? When you are merging into freeway traffic, It's your job to get up to speed. It's your job to seize the gap and then sort of uh, zipper in the traffic. And the driver merging on the freeway, which in this case, I guess, would be you, the driver merging on the freeway changes to meet the flow of traffic. Similarly, in order to create change in your life, you must seize the gaps between where you are and where you want to be. And you do that by defining those gaps. So you might decide you want to lose weight. Awesome. That goal is not very defined. Define what you weigh now and what you would like to weigh at a future date. And it's important to 
make sure that future date is realistic. Make sure that future date is not too far away, not too close away. Um, make sure that the amount of weight you want to lose can sustainably and realistically fit within that time frame. Um, you don't want to merge onto the freeway doing 40 miles an hour. You don't necessarily want to merge onto the freeway doing 100 miles an hour. Unless you live in LA, then it's probably going to be one of those two extremes. But number two, create goals. Create goals that align with where you want to be and then create a plan. So you might define your weight loss goal as losing 40 pounds over the next year. This goal is defined. It has a time limit. It's it's a really good start. It's a really good place to be. Further develop that goal by asking yourself, what do I want to see, feel, or experience as a result? What do I want to see, feel, or experience as a result? And I think this is a very important question because typically goals are actually not really the goals. The goals are actually a lot bigger than the goals themselves. Weight loss often means having more energy. It means having more confidence. It means having more quality time with friends and family, which also means other things. Having more confidence means you might be more willing to, I don't know, go buy that bikini or buy that bathing suit and wear it at the beach. Um, Having more quality time with family might mean you're just generally happier. All of the older clients that I've set particular health and wellness goals with have all pretty much said they want more time with their grandkids and they want to be able to enjoy that quality time with their grandkids and have more energy to keep up with them. So I always get them to focus on that and say, that's your goal. The weight loss is just sort of the means to the end. The weight loss is just the vehicle that's going to get you there. So what do you want to see, feel, or experience? That is a really important question to ask yourself when you're creating goals. You're likely going to need to define some action steps. So this might be like a subset of that question. Um, But you're likely going to need to define some action steps to support this goal. So in a weight loss goal, this is likely going to include following a diet plan, exercising regularly. To get even more specific, you might define a calorie budget, get a gym membership, ensure you go to the gym regularly. You know, it's not enough to just have the membership. You have to actually go. And it's not enough to just go. It's, it's better to define it as I will go on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 to 9 p.m. If you can be specific with when you'll go and be specific with setting that goal, uh, you'll be more likely to go and you'll be more likely to hold yourself accountable to it. You can see I'm in my, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see I'm in my, uh, my green screen gym right now, which I probably am going to work out tonight before I go to bed. Um, probably, I don't know if I'm going to go to the gym. I might work out from home. I might work out in the jeans, the green screen gym behind me. I don't know, but create goals and create realistic, sustainable, defined goals that align with those gaps and that align with sort of that vision that you set for yourself that I want to be this by this certain date. Make sure those goals line up with that. Develop habits and routines. As previously stated, A goal is best carried out with an idea of what that goal represents. So we just talked about that, and it's supported by an action plan. The action plan of eating less and exercising, it's not only going to require some specificity, but some commitment to habits and routines. Eating means 
eating meals regularly. Um, you might need to work on sleep hygiene. So that might mean developing a routine right before bed, you know, having some, some tea to help relax you and, and playing some soft music and lighting a candle, reading a book, something like that. Uh, put your phone away before bed. That's a really bad habit that I still have, um, but it really interferes with your sleep. Uh, frequent exercise, that might be another habit and routine that you're going to need to develop. And again, be pretty specific with it. In fact, the Department of Health and Human Services, they recommend 150 minutes of exercise per week for adults. So you do the math, you think a five-day work week, that's a half an hour of exercise per day. And that might seem like a lot for some people. It might not seem like much for others. Um, if it seems like a little cool, do 45 minutes, do an hour, do more than that. Um, but at least a half an hour a day, 150 minutes of exercise per week. Make a plan, get moving, make those habits and routines realistic and sustainable just like those goals. Number four, give yourself permission. Give yourself permission. And what I mean by that is you will fail. You're going to decide that I'm going to eat a 1500 calorie diet and I'm going to exercise on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Someone in your family is going to have a birthday party. It's going to be your little niece, Susie, and there's going to be a Pokemon ice cream cake there. And there's going to be an extra large uh, pepperoni pizza. Of course, you're too weak to control those portions and you're going to indulge a little bit, right? You're going to fail and you're going to get down on yourself and you're going to feel guilty. And I'm going to be there to tell you, don't feel guilty. You're human. And pizza is pizza. And if it's an ice cream cake, let's face it, you were probably doomed uh, before you even showed up to the party. You were doomed before you even got into this. Give yourself permission to fail. And what that does is it allows you to examine what happened and look for a pattern and look for something that didn't quite go right. Whereas if you make failing a habit and you just continue to dwell on that failure over and over again, that's just letting that failure win. That's giving that failure power over you. But if you give yourself permission to fail and not just give yourself permission to fail, but give yourself permission to be in progress, give yourself permission to be in progress because then that allows you to learn and say, okay, you know what? I'm still in progress with this. I'm not an expert. I'm not a pro. You never will be an expert. You never will be a pro. So you always have to give yourself permission to be in progress. Otherwise, you're going to keep beating yourself up for failures and you're never going to be able to do step five, which is celebrate progress. Celebrate progress and celebrate those successes. <clears throat> celebrate those successes, excuse me, no matter how incremental, no matter how small, no matter how meaningless they may seem, Celebrate them, and here's why. We mentioned little Susie's birthday party. Next month, little Billy's going to have a birthday, right? And there's going to be cake, and there's going to be pizza there. So let's say at Susie's party, you ate like three pieces of pizza and half of the cake. Like you ate the whole face off of Pikachu, okay? And at Billy's birthday party, you said, hey, I remember what happened at Susie's birthday party. I, I was chatting with family and I wasn't paying attention to what I was eating and I'm very much a social eater. This time I'm really going to be mindful. I'm going to use a smaller plate. Um, I'm going to, once I get a slice of pizza and a piece of cake, I'm going to go in the other room and eat it so I'm away from 
you know, the, the serving platter. I'm away from the box of pizza. I'm away from the cake. So I'm not tempted to grab another piece. I might occupy my, my time with a game or something like that after I eat. So I'm not as tempted to go back for more food. Celebrate that progress. Suppose next time at Billy's birthday, you only eat one slice of pizza and half a slice of cake. Awesome. And I'm not saying don't eat pizza, don't eat cake. I'm not saying do eat pizza, do eat cake. I'm saying do what you want, but do it on your terms and recognize the behaviors that allow you to find that success and capitalize on those behaviors and celebrate those successes. There's a difference between I'm on a diet and I can't eat that and I am on a diet and I can eat that if I want to. And celebrating those successes and giving yourself that power and taking those labels off that food, again, it lends itself to allow you to celebrate those successes. So let's wrap things up. Change, sustainable change. Seize the gap of where you are and where you want to be by defining that gap. Create goals. Develop an action plan that is supported by habits and routines. Give yourself permission to be in progress and learn from your failures because you will fail. I promise you. I do this for a living and I fail all the time. I eat when I get bored. My solution to that is try not to be bored. I clean when I get stressed. Uh, My office is pretty messy right now. My green screen gym looks good, but my office is pretty messy right now. But I clean when I get stressed. I eat when I get bored. Learn from your failures. Give yourself permission to be in progress. And lastly, celebrate that progress no matter how incremental it might be. (sighs) Create sustainable change. Sustainable change means that change is not only... Uh, sustainable over time, but it is replicable, meaning you can carry that change and those habits and those behaviors into other areas in your life. So if you're looking specifically at weight loss, awesome. But you might be able to look at things like routine and habits and behaviors with sleep too. And the awesome thing about that is if you can make your sleep better and reduce your stress, that's also going to help you with weight loss because those things are often overlooked when it comes to losing weight. Um, you know, stress is, is, has a very adverse effect on the body in multiple ways. And lack of sleep has a very adverse effect on the body in multiple ways. If you can clean up your sleep and minimize your stress, you're going to be that much further ahead. And that's going to help su- support your weight loss goals as well. Create sustainable change. Seize the gaps. Create goals. Develop habits and routines. Give yourself permission. Celebrate progress. Five ways to create sustainable change. Well, thank you for listening to episode one here of the Shirt Off Your Back podcast. We're going to be developing um, some content on Patreon. And this will be posted to YouTube, uh, Google Podcasts, as well as uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, and like I said, we're going to be creating some custom content for Patreon somewhere along the way and developing some incentives for people to become patrons. Um, I am now fully and legally allowed to practice this independently. Um, I have my certification to do it. And, um, if you are out there and you're looking to 
uh, lose some weight or develop some healthier habits or just develop some goals for your life. Um, this is what I do for a living, my nine to five, and it's kind of what I'm trying to do for my side hustle too. So if it's something that you think you might be in need of, uh, let me know. I will have some uh, links to emails and how to contact me through social media um, in the description on the YouTube channel and in the podcast. And um, I also have uh, some shirts on my website too I want to mention. Um, you can uh, go to my website, shirtoffyourbackaz.com, and go to the store. And if you want to purchase a shirt to support this program, to support this podcast, to support this coaching program, I would be very, very, very grateful. I have some older shirts on there that are as cheap as five bucks. I have some newer ones on there that I think are about $15.99. So uh, not too bad. Shirtoffyourbackaz.com. And uh, yeah, once again, thank you for listening. Episode one, how to create sustainable change. Mm -hmm.